The Morning Jam with Janet on the Virginia Talk Radio Network. Wake up, everybody. No more sleeping in bed. No more back to thinking. Time for thinking ahead. The world has changed so very much from what it used to be. There's so much hatred. Good Tuesday morning. Welcome to the Morning Jam. Keep our numbers handy today, guys. 866-916-3776. That's our toll-free number. Our text number is 434-248-0704. We would love to have you join in the conversation. There is much conversation to be had today. Some wonderful guests going to be coming in. Uh, this morning. We're excited about that. Uh, and we just want to kind of ease you in right now with your thought of the day. Here it is. Sometimes you will never know the value of something until it becomes a memory. Think about that for a minute. We got a lot of that going on in the country right now. Uh, here's our Mind Jam trivia. You can text in your guests at 434-248-0704. Today's question is about a veg. Okay, Uh, in the 18th century, French settlers brought this somewhat polarizing vegetable to Louisiana, and uh, it has been enjoyed or rejected on American tables ever since. And if you don't like them, it might not be your fault. There's your hint. What vegetable are we talking about? 434-248-0704. 434-248-0704. Text us your guess. We'll have the answer coming up. Today in history, in 1955, RCA demonstrates the first music synthesizer. And we have RCA to blame for some uh, really not great music that did come out of the 80s. And then I guess some that was, you know, okay with the synth. I wasn't a big synthesizer person back in the 80s, but it was in a lot of the music, for sure. Uh, In 1975, Barry Manilow's single, Goes Gold, This Was the Song. He could do no wrong back in the day. Everything he wrote seems like it was a, a hit. Even his jingles. I mean, he wrote the Band-Aid jingle. I'm stuck on Band-Aid because Band-Aid's stuck on me. He wrote the McDonald's theme. He wrote a... Everything was a hit. He just had the magic touch, I guess. In 1955, in 1995, President Bill Clinton authorizes a $20 billion loan to Mexico to stabilize its economy. I don't, I don't remember this happening. billion. That's a lot of money. Did we ever get that paid back? A loan would imply you pay it back, right? Or is that like, hey, could you loan me a cup of sugar? And then like, you're never going to get that back. I wonder if it was like that. I don't know. Uh, Birthdays today. There are lots of birthdays, including actress Minnie Driver. She turns 53 years old today and apparently cusses like a Uh, sailor. Yes, I do swear like a sailor. Yeah, so um, I don't know why it's only sailors. There's a lot of people that swear, but (laughs) sailors get such a bad bad rap. rap. (laughs) But so you have a a swear jar at home? Yeah, we, we 
Henry actually invented the swear jar because he was sick of, of my swearing and also felt that he could make some easy cash. Yeah. That's her son. <laughs> so apparently mom, mom cusses right much. Stop that, Manny Driver. Actress uh, Portia De Rosa turns 50 years old today. Uh, we also have actress Carrie Washington, who is turning 46 years old today. Of course, she was in Scandal, and well, she's been in a lot of stuff. Singer Justin Timberlake is turning 42 years old. Sit back and sip your coffee. Any excuse to play Justin Timberlake and Chris Stapleton. I will take it. I look for love in all the same old places. Found the bottom of the bottle's always dry. But when you put out your heart, I didn't waste it. Cause there's nothing like your love to give me high. that Memphis and the boy there. Justin Timberlake having a birthday turning 42 years old today. Also having a birthday is Stuart Margolin. He is from the Rockford Files. He's turning 83 years old. If you were a fan of the Rockford Files, you remember Angel. Jimmy, Angel, here's a tip, but his handwriting's bad. Third son in the fifth race at Bell Meadows. Wait a minute. Could be fifth son in the third. Wait, this might be next week's race. Jimmy, Angel, listen, Eddie Talaferro just gave me a hot tip on a class filly in the 8th out at Holly Park. Only trouble is I need 20. He was always leaving messages on uh, James Garner's answering machine on the Rockford Files. And then singer Tyler Hubbard of Florida Georgia Line is having a birthday, turning 36 years old today. Well, it's not a bandit. I mean, unless Tyler's had some amazing uh, he solo put, career he that put I'm out not a aware song of. that was a hit recently. Was it? Yes. Okay. Well, he's with Florida Georgia Line. That's I the reason he has a career. Don't disagree with yeah. you. <laughs> what, what was it? Five foot nine. It was about his wife. Oh, okay. Never heard it. But. I don't listen it's to got a lot of... 84 million, million plays on Spotify. Does it now? Okay. All right. Yeah. Don't know it, but we'll listen to it. If it's... Is it really good? Is it like Florida Georgia Line good, or is it just okay? It's okay. Okay. We can play it later. All right. Maybe. If it's good. All right. Um, we've got our Mind Jam trivia today. In the 18th century, French settlers brought this somewhat polarizing vegetable to louisiana and they have been either enjoyed or rejected on american tables ever since and here's the thing if you don't like them it might not be your fault this i did not know so what vegetable are we talking about this morning you guys are very opinionated about your vegetables i will say apparently a lot of people don't like broccoli why i love broccoli Okra. All right. Yeah, that one's pretty polarizing, too. Black-eyed peas. I get that with the Louisiana thing. They're all good guesses. All of them. All right. We're going to have the answer coming up in uh, in just a little bit. You want to text in your guess? We'll, uh, we'll give credit where credit's due after we announce the, the winner.
So we've got some stories we need to get updated on. Um, Nelson County, they they did recover another one of the bodies from the Rockfish River. Of course, that accident happened. I mean, it happened in December, right? Like right after Christmas, I think. Uh, they have recovered one of the two missing bodies from that submerged SUV. Uh, of course, two people were found on the riverbanks. Uh, so there's still another person who's missing and they're trying to uh, to recover. Uh, I know this is very difficult for the, the families there, but at least they have made a little bit of, of leadway there. So uh, that's that's a good thing. Uh, we've got lots of local stories to cover, including a uh, elderly woman that was trapped in a house fire in Danville. We'll talk about that. Uh, Nelson County looking for a wanted 45-year-old man. We'll have uh, more details on that story. And um, we uh, we also have the Sportsman's Warehouse that's going to be coming soon to Lynchburg. So some people excited about that. Now, I wonder if it's really going to be a sportsman's warehouse like for sportsmen in this area or if it's going to be like dicks is now which unless you play baseball or softball or run track golf and golf yeah that's that's like it there's like nothing for outdoorsmen much at those stores anymore yeah so if you're a hunter you're you, kind of if yeah if you're hunting, you probably have to drive back to like the richmond area and go to bass pro or they have green top yeah so uh it would be it would behoove someone to come into this area and open up something that would uh, that would take care of, of the sportsmen in the area. But we'll see. We shall see. Um, Governor Greg Abbott has announced Texas's first ever border czar to counter the Biden administration. And it's failings. also Kamala Harris. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Not really. Uh, so that's uh, that's that's interesting. He he does not shy away from the controversies, does he? Oh, I don't. Good for him. Good for him. Uh, we're going to be having a special guest come in uh, to the studio here in just a little bit. Uh, Vince Ellison. He has been a friend of the show for for a while now. I first met Vince when he wrote uh, Iron Triangle. And um, and had amazing success with that. This new uh, docu series that he is doing, "Will You Go to Hell for Me," is pretty fascinating. We're gonna play the uh, um, the I guess trailer. trailer. I guess it's like a trailer uh, for it coming up in our next break. But uh, that's the name of it. "Will You Go to Hell for Me?" Uh, he he has uh, some very straightforward words for people who call themselves Christians in America. Uh, so it's going to be an interesting interview. He's going to join us at 8 o'clock, and then we'll play that trailer coming up here in just just a little bit. Our toll-free number is 866-916-3776. We would love to have you join in our conversation as we work through this Tuesday together. Bill Trefiro is going to be on the way in just a little bit. Also, we're going to be hearing from uh, WDBJ7. Is it Nisi or Kimberly today? Kimberly. Kimberly will be joining us this morning, getting us all the, the headlines. So. Keep switching it. I know. They are switching it up on us. Unacceptable. 
We'll be back with more here. At least their news is working, like CBS News. I know. CBS is having some issues this morning. I didn't have anything to do with it, I swear. Sometimes I don't love their headlines. (laughs) It's not me. I didn't do it. We'll be back. Thanks for listening to The Morning Jam. War and poverty The definition of the word jam. To pack something tightly. A machine seizing or becoming stuck. A sweet preserve made from fruit. A common sense radio talk show. The Morning Jam. The Morning Jam with Janet on the Virginia Talk Radio Network. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Schlemiel, Schlemazel, Hasenbeck Incorporated. Well, for those of us who grew up watching Laverne and Shirley on Tuesday nights after Happy Days, I think later on they were on on Thursdays, but uh, I remember them being on when I was a little girl on Tuesdays and and watching her, uh, certainly mourning the the loss of uh, Laverne and Shirley star, Cindy Williams. Uh, She passed away at the age of 75, they say, after a uh, brief illness she died they're saying last wednesday i'm amazed that it was uh that it, it's just now coming out um but uh yeah cindy cindy williams is gone at the age of 75 years old we did get a call during that break from a listener who is familiar with the uh sportsman's warehouse i said we we're going to be getting one in lynchburg and that i hope it actually and it is was for sportsmen and he canoes. says it is it's it's got everything you would a hunter's dream would need canoes guns fun stuff okay so i was like there's husband, one in roanoke my husband we use a canoe but he doesn't use it to hunt but fishing. i mean you could yeah i don't know that too many hunters use Probably fishermen not. do though yes um he actually fishes out of a kayak which is pretty impressive to to watch those guys uh you know do manage the kayak and and fish at the same time i would probably drown if i tried to do that but thank you for that call we uh we appreciate it mike all right um our mind jam trivia today was about a vegetable and it was introduced in the 18th century french settlers brought it from uh france to louisiana and it has either been enjoyed or rejected on American tables ever since. And if you don't like them, it's not your fault. What, uh, did you have a guess on this one? Me? Yeah. Mm, it's a vegetable. Uh-huh. A lot of people guess um, okra. Uh, and, and okra is, uh, that is a love or hate. This vegetable is a love or hate. It's Brussels sprouts. That's about to say that. Brussels sprouts is... Or uh, was I? Or were, or were you? <laughs> Apparently, a gene was discovered in the 1930s that controls whether or not you can taste the chemical PTC, 
which is responsible for bitterness. And if you have that gene, then there may be certain foods that you simply don't like because they taste overly bitter to you. So there you go. My mom try, try will make, telling your mom that <laughs> my mom will make brussels sprouts but like she'll put bacon in it oh yeah and, and, and that makes every it. that makes everything better they're not bad to me like i never thought they were bad well then you probably don't have you probably don't have that but if you if I you can't do eat, i can eat taste bitter them foods and they're like bitter and it's just off-putting you chances are you have that gene it's not just in, in brussels sprouts but but it's brussels sprouts is one of the ones that you can since I'm going to try to grow Brussels sprouts this year. That's how much I love them. So we'll see how that goes. I've never tried to, to grow those. So yesterday I go out to the garden and we've been working in some, um, some love from the area horses uh, into our beds, getting them ready for planting. Is that, is that, are you saying poop? Yeah, manure. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And you said love. I mean. Well, to a gardener, that is love. Got it. I'm just saying. Good point. <laughs> so, um, I, I had asked Mark to, to just put him in, you know, the other side beds because I had already done some planning in the one bed. So, like, he went in and, and dug up, like, some of the work that I had done. I was so mad. I was, I, it was a good thing he wasn't home because I was not very pleasant. I was just fussing. Rogan's looking at me like, what? <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> I'm just it's fine it's your father it's not you you're okay he's like i might have given him the idea though yeah well maybe because they because he will jump up in there and dig and then i felt bad because i thought what if it what if it was rogan because you know he's very precocious it's very possible well i promised you we were going to play the the trailer for this uh, vince ellison interview and i do want to do that he's going to be coming up at um eight o'clock uh, in an interview, we also have a guest coming in at seven thirty. That is going to have a, a just a wonderful story. It's a, a feel good story for sure. Uh, so we look forward to having that conversation as well. But right now, let's play that uh, trailer from the uh, docu series. Will you go to hell for me? Our guest coming up at eight o'clock. From Vince Everett Ellison, speaker and best-selling author of 25 Lies and the Iron Triangle, comes an explosive new documentary that reveals how American Christians have been led astray. Get ready for Will You Go to Hell for Me? The Democrat Party is the evilest institution in the history of the world. They are going to abort children up to the ninth month, castrate little boys, and call them little girls, mutilate little girls, and cut off their breasts and give them puberty blockers. And you don't think you're going to be held responsible? Anybody in the Democratic Party that tells you any different, he's a liar, he's an apostate, he's an affront to God, and he should be rejected by any Christian walking on this earth. And he's inviting you to go to hell with him. Don't go with him. Don't go. Available on streaming and DVD February 25th. Pre-order now at willyougotohellforme.com. Wow. Okay. Um, pretty, uh, pretty intense there. We look forward to having a conversation with, uh, Vince Ellis coming up. Don't, don't miss the interview. He's always such an amazing, uh, interview and will do a great job. So, uh, be sure to, to join us for that at eight o'clock. Also coming up, we're going to be uh, talking with, uh, Alexis Grable, who has, uh, uh, who has come along and developed um, a business here in the Lynchburg area 
um, and she she came out of foster care. Uh, she aged out of foster care and has just had such an amazing uh, journey to become a small business owner at a very young age. And we're going to be talking about uh, the business that she's started and uh, the success that she's seen already at such a young age. So we're looking forward to having that conversation in, in just a little bit. If you have any questions for uh, Vince, be sure to text them to us and I'll ask them if I have time, 434-248-0704. If you're not familiar with his uh, books, 25 Lies or the Iron Triangle, you need to read them because they're pretty uh, incredible and if you have read them and you know about it, call your friends and tell them that they're not going to want to miss this interview that's uh, going to be coming up very shortly. Halifax County man has been found guilty in an accidental death of his nephew. Uh, that is a, a three-year-old child. That happened yesterday in a Halifax County courtroom. Judge William Watson sentenced Uh, the man to 60 days for involuntary manslaughter of his three-year-old nephew, as well as leaving a loaded, unsecured firearm in a manner which endangered a child. For involuntary manslaughter, he imposed 10 years and suspended all but 30 days. For the unsecured firearm, he imposed 12 months and suspended all but 30 days. He'll be placed on two years probation upon his release from incarceration. Um, does that seem like a, a, a fair sentence for someone responsible for the death of a three-year-old? Halifax County Commonwealth attorney was shocked by the ruling while the deputy defender um, thought it was impartial. Martin, who is the uh, Commonwealth attorney, Tracy Martin, said, I was surprised by the decision because of the severity of the case and because we lost that child. Hurt, who was the defender, said he thought it was fair and very thoughtful, and I appreciate the reasoning that he gave for it. Dabs had left a loaded 9mm handgun with a 30-round extended clip tucked in a sofa cushion where the three-year-old was playing. Just after midnight, while Dabs and several other adults and children were nearby in another room, midnight, three years old, let that sink in. I'm sorry, the mom in me is like getting worked up. The toddler found the weapon and shot himself while playing with it. Of the other adults visiting or residing in the home, only Dabs knew the location of the weapon. He had told police he had seen the child sitting in the chair looking at his phone prior to the shooting. Judge Watson heard evidence from the Commonwealth and the defense before deciding his punishment. The children's mother provided victim impact testimony as to the depth of loss of her oldest child and what the whole family had experienced. She also testified about the close relationship between D.W. and her brother, describing Dabs as the only role, male role model active in her child's life. Well, certainly a difficult situation all the way around, but keeping a gun in a sofa cushion, pretty sure is not 
enough. But you keep handing down sentences like that, and there's not going to be any motivation to do any better. So, not impressed, Halifax. Sorry. Coming up, we've got your local headlines with WDBJ7. We'll take a look at your forecast as well, and we'll introduce you to Alexis coming up. It's time for your Morning Jam weather, brought to you by WDBJ7. I'm meteorologist Brent Watts. Rain likely through the first half of our Tuesday. Mostly cloudy this afternoon. Highs at 48. Chance of showers overnight. Lows at 35. We'll keep some rain around early Wednesday morning. Then mostly cloudy. Highs at 42. Lows at 33 Wednesday night with a few showers. Then we'll bring some more rain back in on Thursday. Highs at 45 degrees. Lows drop to the low 30s. And currently we have in the uh, Lynchburg area... Uh, actually, I pulled up Florida, so, you know, I, I may or may not be thinking about that trip. Uh, 48 degrees in Lynchburg, 47 in Bedford, 46 in Danville, 47 in uh, Salem and Roanoke, 46 in Monroe, and 47 in Appomattox. Uh, chance of some light rain throughout the listening area uh, this morning, and looks like it's going to be another cloudy day but the temperature is not going to be too bad today uh temperature should be in about the 50 degree area right now uh some light rain falling in appomattox salem and roanoke and a chance of that starting pretty soon in the lynchburg area well our numbers are 866-916-3776 and our text number is 434-248-0704. We're glad you're joining us and starting your Tuesday morning with us here on the Morning Jam. I'm Janet Rose and uh, we are excited to have uh, a young woman join us this morning um, who has really started something pretty great um we want to uh to welcome alexis in with us and uh alexis good morning good morning so you have a very wonderful story a very inspiring story and we want to share that story with our our listeners this morning first of all let's start i hate to to start but you never ask a woman her age don't ask me mine i won't tell you um but when i was your age i probably would have shared Uh, tell us how old you are i'm 20. you're 20 and you have started your own business correct so tell us a little bit about your story and how you you got to where you are uh right now um well it's been a long time coming. Um, I guess I should mention that when I was younger, my dad died and that I okay. was, you know, put into foster care. Okay. Um, but I was still close with my dad's side of the family. Okay. And they all run businesses. So All right. So um, you had some of that legacy yeah. then and you had that tie Correct. to them that way. Yeah. They had an entrepreneurial spirit. Yeah. Well, and they gave me advan- um, financial advice. Okay. So my uncle, he runs HNC Quality Coffee in Roanoke. All right. Um, 
and it's like a family-owned business because my cousins work there, his kids. So I get a lot of advice from them. But one of his kids actually is a wedding planner, so I got a lot of advice from her, too, about weddings. So you had kind of had an, an, an interest in that that yeah. industry, for right. sure. Because we will we'll start out by saying you have opened up a boutique. Yes. And, yeah. and you started out online, and now you have... Uh, a storefront right okay so you were in foster care and Mm -hmm. so you aged out of foster care and that can be a precarious time for some people yes so um my grandparents died during the time that i was with impact living services and Mm -hmm. they left quite an inheritance so i got some of um the storefront I was thinking about waiting for like a year or two after like I do the online business. Right. But I, you know, recently got into some money within the inheritance through my grandparents. So you kind of had a windfall there. Yeah. Yes. And uh, it was kind of a dream come true. Um, so, again, like designing dresses. I, I do design my own dresses. They're coming okay. out um, February 14th. But I have always loved dresses and always wanted to feel like a princess. And then when I was in high school, I used to sketch all the time. So it wasn't like anything that just kind of like magically happened. Right. You didn't just sit down and go, oh, I think I'll be a designer today. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Um, So you carry, you're going to be carrying your own designs and then you carry others um, as well. Yes. Okay. So at the moment we carry... um, a Hero White brand and um, Hebeo's brand, which they're not like, you know, Justin and um, uh, all these other like places. Because I know that Ashley Grace Bridal mm-hmm. has like um, all the Justin brand dresses. Right. And I mean, we didn't want to sell the same exact ones because we're so close. So, sure. Um, so was, you're, you're yeah. trying to offer some some other designer some other options right all yeah. right let me ask you this because um because i've done a lot of of wedding planning myself mm-hmm. um and one of the things that some brides get really frustrated with is when they go in to try on dresses mm-hmm. at at some of these places uh they're all like a size two yeah. so <laughs> women with real bodies can't really go in and try on dresses that are going to do you have dresses in in larger sizes as well yes so we have a plus size a few plus size dresses mm-hmm. um especially in the habeas brand we have like plus size mermaid gowns okay um and a lines um we we have a few in hero white but they're like a size 16 so well and that's yeah. what, and that's what i'm talking about 12 14 16 it's amazing th- that they yeah. can't go to a bridal shop i mean that's that's i would say a pretty average size oh, yeah. for a lot of American women. Yeah. So so you have quite a few dresses in those We do have a, quite a few in those sizes. And then we have some of the petite, which, you know, they fit the mannequins. Oh, right. It's so hard to find <laughs> plus size mannequins. Right. That's right. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, so tell us where you are, mm-hmm. where you're located. So I am located in the Forest Square uh, okay. We are right in between Imagination Station, which they're great people, by the way, so you should go check them out. Uh-huh. Um, and the Karate Place okay. right, is right next door, so we're in between them. Um, and it's Suite 224. And it's called Cupid Clothing Bridal, right? Correct, yeah. And tell us again when your um, when your dresses are going to be coming out. February 14th is when they're, the product is done. They should be shipped the next day, so... February 15th. And what <laughs> what styles are do you lean toward? Are they 
your traditional so they aren't as traditional they're more it's more of a trumpet gown okay um but it has like a slit to the hip so it's okay yeah and it has um these gorgeous pink rhinestones at the bottom of the train okay yeah all right very good well thank you so much for joining us this morning we really do uh wish you very much success in uh, your endeavors if people want to find out more if they want to see some of the things that uh, that you're doing is there a place they can go online yeah it's www.cupid-clothing-bridal.com okay um and if they want to call us, our business number is 434-838-4400. And do they need to make appointments if they are wanting to... Um... To try on dresses? Mm-hmm. Um, we allow walk-ins, okay. um, but we do prefer appointments. All right. Um, and we also do alterations as well. And you don't have to oh. buy the dress from us. I do want to put that out there. Oh, the, yeah, that's yeah. important. So we do we do appointments for that one. Um, but as far as like trying in dress, trying on dresses, walk-ins are available. Okay, very good. Well, thank you so much for joining us this morning, thank and uh, we wish you much success in the future. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Um, that's an inspiring story for sure. 20 years old, already starting her own line and, uh, coming from some challenging circumstances, but, uh, has made great strides there. So well done young lady. It's time for Janet's five and dine on the morning jam. Give her five minutes and she'll give you some great inspiration for a delicious meal tonight. Five and Dine is brought to you by our friends at FNL Market. They're on Memorial Avenue in Lynchburg. They are cutting and grinding fresh meats every single day and working very hard to keep their prices low so you can keep your food bill in check. You can sign up to be a VIP Savings Club member. We're going to tell you more about their specials coming up here very shortly. One of the things that they always have a great price on at FNL Market is their uh, potatoes. You can get huge, big 10-pound bags of potatoes, and the prices are fantastic. Today, we're going to have some fun with potatoes by making a ham, cheese, and mashed potato roll. Now, bear with me. Don't, Don't write me off too quickly. You're going to start by peeling and washing your potatoes, uh, cut them in half, place them in a a pot of cold salted water, bring them to a boil, and simmer them for about 25 minutes until they are done. While the potatoes are cooking, you're going to prepare your batter in a bowl with some egg, flour, salt, olive oil, and uh, a little bit of milk. Whisk it together so there's no lumps, and uh, you're going to have this lovely batter. Now, this is what we're going to do. You're going to, you can use a potato ricer, Uh, or you can just mash them like we do in the South. Uh, Add in some cheese and some parsley and just combine the ingredients to keep the mashed potatoes soft. So you're going to make a mashed potato, basically, with a little bit of cheese and a little bit of parsley on them. Then you're going to take a slice of ham, put two tablespoons of the potato cheese mixture, and then roll that ham up. Then you're going to dip that in your batter, and then you're going to fry it. And it's going to be amazing. You, uh, I like to serve it with just a little bit of like raspberry jam. It's almost like a Monte Crisco. That that's what it reminds me of. It's so delicious. Uh, you can get the recipe as odd as it may sound to you uh, by going to Facebook. Type in Janet's Five and Dine, and you'll find this recipe and all the recipes that we share for these uh, ham, cheese, and mashed potato rolls. 
Uh, they are super delicious, and uh, I think you'll enjoy them very much. Just uh, go to Facebook and check out the recipe. Uh, the other thing that you want to do is sign up for F&L's Facebook page, because when you do that, you're going to be able to see when they get things in on the, the truck, when they're running any super specials. Uh, if you're a VIP Savings Club member, they're going to send you the coupons directly to your phone. So check it out and uh, and join us and just get some cooking going with us here on The Morning Jam. Jack makes good whiskey Red dirt makes good riding roads Country makes good music For kicking up dust in a taillight glow Dry wood makes good fires Good years make good swings All that's all good but for me God makes five foot The Morning Jam with Janet on the Virginia Talk Radio Network. All right, city folk, listen up. Uh, we understand that there are certain items from poultry that have gotten really expensive, and you may be looking to buy some on the side, and that's great. We can hook you up, but understand something. You don't go rolling up to the first coop you see in the countryside and just say, I would like to buy a dozen eggs. It's not how it works. We don't call them that out here. They're called sea seeds. All right, now look, we got what you want. What do you want? You want some uh, Rhode Island Delights? You want some Red Sex Link Specials? You want some Orpington Rounds? Sure, we can hook you up. But understand the lingo. And don't be asking for things like a dozen eggs because the cops know exactly what you mean when you say a dozen of something out here. No, no, no. You can buy singles. You can buy unos. You can buy a straight six. You can buy a disciple pack, a double disciple pack. We will hook you up. But don't just come up and hand me cash like you've never done this before, all right? You put it in an envelope. You drop the envelope on the ground. I'm going to nod in the direction of a brown paper bag that might contain your sea seeds. We're going to pick up our respective items and go our separate ways. So that's how it works. Get it right. All right, city folk, I had a listen friend up. who uh, uh, we understand that. Oh, <laughs> I turned off the wrong. Thing. I know you did. Uh, who raises chickens? And he he sent that to me today. We've got like a whole underground thing going on now. CCs. It's like a drug deal. I know. Now I know what they're. Now I know what to call them. So that's good. I had a um a you got, lady. You got one more of those uh, those CCs. brown ones. Yeah, I need some brown ones. Some brown ones. Uh, I had a, a lady send me one this weekend about being an, an egg and air that, you know, now they're so rich after getting into chickens that they could afford the, the big meal at Wendy's. Sometimes they get 10 nuggets. They only eat seven. They throw the other three away. Ooh, I mean, I know. Baller moves. Fancy. It's just fancy. Oh, goodness. So um, an 80-year-old Chicago man was hospitalized yesterday following a home invasion on Monday morning, in which he turned the tables on a home intruder. The unidentified man responded to a knock on his door at, at 1030 uh, on Catherine Avenue. When he opened the door, a man and a woman forced their way into the home, which is how home invasions work many times, and the man began fighting with the male suspect. The victim was battered, sustained several injuries throughout the body, and was transported 
to Resurrection Hospital. At some point during the struggle, the man who holds an Illinois firearms owner's identification card shot the suspect in the chest. Both suspects fled the home. The male suspect went to the hospital in critical condition. The female was not injured. Both have been arrested. Those possessing a FOID card are legally allowed to possess firearms and ammunition in Illinois. Good job, sir. How sad that an 80-year-old man is having to, you know, fight because some punks are breaking into his home. But I hope, you know, that he's going to be okay. I'm surprised that story even got out. Usually they keep those, you know, kind of to themselves. We don't get to see too many of those. Have you been following this story uh, about the... My, my kids were talking to me about it this weekend. A Massachusetts mom who has just done the absolute unspeakable. It's been about a, a week since Lindsay Clancy uh, allegedly strangled her three young children before jumping from a window of her family's Massachusetts home. She was a former labor and delivery nurse. And as of late yesterday, she was still being hospitalized. Uh, The 32-year-old woman is recovering from an alleged attempt to take her own life as she faces at least eight criminal counts, two for murder, three for assault and battery with a deadly weapon, and three more for strangulation. Um, apparently the, the two older children, she killed straight away and the baby survived a little while before, before it died. Uh, on Saturday, Patrick Clancy, her husband issued a statement via a GoFundMe page created to support him. He not only wrote about how his family was the best thing that had ever happened to him, but he also shared kind words about each of his children. He wrote, I took so much pride in being Lindsay's husband and dad to Cora, Dawson, and Kaylin, beautiful children. Uh, I always reminded myself at each day uh, that that was a, a new gift to be with them, he wrote. They gave me purpose. I never took it for granted. There is now a massive void where that purpose was. He also described his marriage with Lindsay as wonderful and as it grew stronger as her condition rapidly worsened. Apparently, she was dealing with postpartum depression is what they're saying. Um, He wrote, I took as much pride in being her husband as I did being a father and felt persistently lucky to have her in my life. We mutually understood the reality that people can have bad days, but we stuck to the rule that when one of us got lost, the other would be there to bring them home. She loved being a nurse, but nothing matched her intense love of our kids and dedication to being a mother. It was all she ever wanted. He asked the public to forgive Lindsay. As he wrote, the real Lindsay was generously loving and caring towards everyone, me, our kids, family, friends, parents, the very fibers of her soul are loving. All I wish for her now is that she can somehow find peace. I don't know how that's ever going to happen. I mean, she appeared to um, 
to have a picture-perfect life on social media, of course, as everyone does on social media, usually. She frequently shared photos of her smiling family, Patrick, her husband, their three children, five-year-old Cora, three-year-old Dawson, seven-month-old Kaylin. In November, she... Um, so unbelievably thankful for this family and life. She captioned a photo illustration shared in November 2020. I feel like the luckiest mama in the whole world. But in other posts not publicly available, she described her battle with postpartum anxiety and her efforts to overcome the mental struggle. Patrick Clancy called police around 610 on the 24th of January after his wife jumped from a window of their home on Summer Street in Duxbury, Plymouth County District, uh, Timothy Cruz said. Rescuers arrived to find three children inside the home, unconscious with trauma. Uh, Kaylin, the youngest of the three kids, was rushed to the hospital, ultimately could not be saved. You have to wonder how this is going to transpire. Is he going to, to bear some burden of responsibility knowing that she was going through this and leaving her alone with the children. Because obviously she um, she was readily saying she was dealing with some mental health issues. It kind of reminds you of the Andrea Yates slangs. That was from, I guess, 2000 maybe? Or early 2000s, where she drowned her children inside of her bathtub. I mean, that was, gosh, more than 20 years ago. Um, so it's going to be, it's a heartbreaking story for sure. Uh, Apparently Clancy hasn't gone before a judge yet, has not entered a a plea related to the charges. And it's not even sure if she has an attorney at this point. So we'll see. This story is not going to go away anytime soon. It seems to be a story that a lot of people are talking about postpartum depression is a very real thing. If you have someone in your life who is having a baby or they have recently had a baby, if they talk about these thoughts of postpartum depression, if they talk about anxiety that they're having, please, please, please take it seriously. Offer them support. Make sure that you've got people there, uh, you know, to help them, to help keep an eye on, on the children Uh, It's a very serious thing, and it's not something that you can just, you know, suck it up and get over it. You you can't. I was blessed not to deal with that. I I bore three children, and but I also had a very supporting family. I had a, a mother and my sister who would come, and honestly, they were they were there to take care of me. I was taking care of the baby, but they were taking care of me, and I have to wonder if that didn't didn't help with that situation a lot of young women don't have that right now for sure so it looks like we are going to have cbs news at the top of this hour which is a good thing and we'll have beer to coming in from the roanoke news desk to get you updated on the latest local and uh, regional stories as well and then don't forget vince ellison joining us after that with his new documentary will you go to hell for me he is the writer and author of 25 Lies and the Iron Triangle. It's an interview you won't want to miss.
You're listening to the Virginia Talk Radio Network, 100.9 WIQO Forest and 106.3 WMNA-FM Greta Danville. And currently in the Lynchburg area, we have 48 degrees and some light rain falling. 48 in Bedford, Roanoke, and Salem. 47 for our friends in Danville. 47 in Amherst and also in Appomattox where there's some light rain falling as well. From Vince Everett Ellison, speaker and best-selling author of 25 Lies and the Iron Triangle comes an explosive new documentary that reveals how American Christians have been led astray. Get ready for Will You Go to Hell for Me? The Democrat Party is the evilest institution in the history of the world. They are going to abort children up to the ninth month, castrate little boys, and call them little girls, mutilate little girls and cut off their breasts and give them puberty blockers. And you don't think you're going to be held responsible? Anybody in the Democratic Party that tells you any different, he's a liar, he's an apostate, he's an affront to God, and he should be rejected by any Christian walking on this earth. And he's inviting you to go to hell with him. Don't go with him. Don't go. Available on streaming and DVD February 25th. Pre-order now at willyougotohellforme.com. We are very honored to have... uh vince everett ellison with us this morning uh on the morning jam to talk about this startling new documentary uh where vince is doing what vince does and that is uh speaking truth into our lives whether we're comfortable with it or not it's what you do isn't it that's what i do janet and thank you so much for having me absolutely um, you know um you can go to the uh, my website will you go to help me.com and see the whole trailer and also um purchase um, you can stream the video, purchase the streaming, or, or purchase the DVD if you're so inclined. Jenny, you know, this started from, as, from a conversation I had, I had with my daughter. We were traveling, and uh, we stopped at McDonald's, and this, uh, it was right when, when Trump became president. They were having this march. Right. These liberal women were having a march up in Washington, and she mm-hmm. came to my daughter, seeing that she was black, mistaking her for a black liberal democrat and said hey we're going to washington to run making this. that assumption yeah mm-hmm. to run this thing out of the white house you know it's a pro-abortion march come with us and she said respectfully said no ma'am i can't go with you um i'm a christian and i vote my values mm-hmm. and when i heard my daughter say that i was so pleased with her and i said to myself why don't most people most christians say that i'm a christian and i vote my values See, the democrat party has led us to believe that there's some type of severability between our vote and our walk with god and there's not uh, in our Bible, we, it says explicitly in Romans uh, 14 and 12 that you will stand in front of God and be held accountable for your life. So we, we, we are voting. Christians are supporting a party that supports abortion up to the ninth month. You saw how they all voted against that Stay Alive bill last week. Oh, yeah. Where they tried to mandate that if a child survived an abortion, right. that doctors, doctors had to render aid. They all voted against it. And Christians <laughs> support this. We are supporting for this um, uh, child grooming stuff, sexual grooming, where these Democrats are bringing drag queens into in the schools, mm-hmm. shaking their derrieres in front of children and sexually grooming children with these hundred pronouns and confusing them. Joe Biden gets up in front of the world and says he supports transgender youth, which means he believes in the Democratic Party supports castrating little boys mm-hmm. and calling them little girls. And giving, cutting off the breasts of little girls and calling them little boys. Right. 
They won't let and them. having them make that decision when they are children. Yes. And in some schools, they will not tell the parents when the children are transitioning. We had it happen right here in our in our area. We, this we is, told the story. This is ridiculous. This is evil. Mm-hmm. Now, how do you define evil? People want to argue about it. Well, I'll make it real easy for you. Anybody that intentionally harms a child is evil. And Jesus Christ said, you know, he's the nicest guy ever walked the face of this earth. He's a tough guy, but he also had a good heart. Right. He said, anyone that harms one of the little ones. It's better that a millstone be tied around their necks and they be thrown into the sea. Yeah. This is Jesus Christ. And these Democrats are doing this every single day. They're mandating it. They're encouraging it. And people that all are voting for this. All in the name of this, love. All in the name of love, mm-hmm. compassion. And they're tricking these good Christian people into believing that they're not going to be held accountable for this. I'm telling you, you will be held accountable for it. And you're going to let the Democrat Party send you to hell. The question of it is, will you go to hell for them? Because mm-hmm. if you keep doing this, if you keep on allowing these people and giving them power to murder children, lock them in failing schools, uh, allow these drugs to come over the border, this fentanyl that's killing over 107,000 children a year, this is what they're doing with their power. Yeah. And Christians, and they could not sustain this power without the Christian vote. We have to start doing a, re, a, a reassessment, and this documentary is challenging Christians to look back over their religion and understand that you are putting your very souls in jeopardy by following these evil, evil people. Well, now you're going to make a lot of people really uncomfortable with the things that you're saying because we have the very churches themselves, mm-hmm. and we've got them right here in Lynchburg and and in, in I dare say, every county within the sound of my voice mm. that are hanging those rainbow flags. Yes. And they're, they're saying that, oh, Jesus would never say the things that you're saying right now uh, and creating so much confusion because these are supposed to be the biblical leaders. Yes. And, and so we have uh, uh, the Catholic Church, whether you agree with the Catholic Church or not, they were always a, a hard line mm-hmm. on things like abortion. Mm-hmm. They're not anymore. No, they're not. They have a pope there now yes, princess, that does yes. not hold the line with anything anymore. You know, how did we get here? How did our churches become so weak? Not just black churches, right. but white churches as well. Well, the Democratic Party is very shrewd now. The children of darkness are shrewder than the children of light. They've infiltrated the churches. They infiltrated the black church during the, during the civil rights movement. And they basically put racism as the, as the number one absolute thing that cleanses you from all sin. I mean, you can be the worst person in the world, but if you're not a racist, you're okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, you can be you can be a whoremonger, you can be a murderer, but if you say I marched with Dr. Kane, oh yeah, <laughs> it didn't matter. Right. So what they did, they they you could have this, four or five other families, and that was okay. It didn't matter. That's right. You know. So I go through this in in the movie. I talk about how the Marxists infiltrated the the, the, the church through the civil rights movement. Martin Luther King Jr., I talk about in the documentary how they destroyed the black church, brought in this black liberation theology, racism into the church. I talk about how they um, uh, destroyed the black family through welfare, how it was a concocted plan, and now they're destroying the white family. I was speaking to, I spoken to white people that have said that in the 70s when they needed help, uh, they were married and the government would say, you have to get a divorce. Right, you know, right, yeah, right. They I told remember, them, you, yeah. can't, you can't get any help. They, they, that, that was the plan. Mm-hmm. I talk about how they destroyed the black economy, the educational system. All of this is a plan. This is not a mistake. 
And when we talk about the same thing with killing the baby. Exactly. Exactly. When we start talking, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was the first recipient of the Margaret Sanger Award in 1966. Yes. Lord have mercy. Because he helped put together the Negro Project that went through the black community that decimated the black population. Well, you've yeah, 25 million Didn't abortions have come, one. and he got the Margaret Sang Award in 1966. This is the type of stuff that this documentary, Will You Go to Hell for Me, will tell you about, and it's going to rock your world and blow your mind. But it's going to it's going to show you how the church has been infiltrated, and the disciples asked Jesus Christ, "How will we know a false prophet?" He said, "You will know them by the fruit they bear, right? Not by what they say, not by what they do, but what they produce." Look at the black community and tell me that the fruit is good when you just saw what happened in Memphis. He said, each tree and each fruit will be after its own kind. You will not get good fruit, uh, good fruit on a rotten tree, and you will not get uh, a, good, uh, a bad fruit from a good tree. Right. Now, when you look at what's going on here, the fact that America's dying, seven straight years in a row, our population has declined to a point now where we cannot reproduce ourselves. Mm-hmm. The nation is dying, and they're saying, full speed ahead. Right. Abortion. The LGBTQ lifestyle, murder, death, fentanyl, disease, you name it, is killing America. And instead of us stopping and saying, hey, we need to stop for a moment because our nation is dying and we need to take a double check about what we're doing wrong. They're saying, no, let's expand it because they are an evil institution. The Democrat Party, you all hear me, is controlled by a cabal of perverts. Liars and psychopaths. They elevate to the top of that party. And they control it now. And all they do is meditate on blood. They are an evil institution. They always have been. They were the party of slavery since 1800 to 1860. They were the party of the Confederacy from 1860 to 1865. They were the party of Jim Crow from 1865 to 1970. And now they're the party of murder, abortion, destruction, wherever you go to a Democrat city, you find mayhem. Well, that's that's absolutely true. And they strut around and ask to be reelected because this is what they want. And and they get reelected. They do. That's because they demoralize their population. They beat them down. They make them believe they're nothing. And then they say, if you don't reelect me, you're going to get put out your house. You're not going to be able to eat. Right. You're not going to be able to be protected because we're taking your guns. So they take you and they make you addicted and they say, now, for you to reelect me, you have to reelect me, but you're going to kill children. Well, make a choice. Hmm. And they have them. So, so t- to be clear, you're not saying that every person uh, out there who identifies as a Democrat is full into this cabal. No, no. You're, most people don't even know it. Right. They're, they're very shrewd. You know, mm-hmm. they, they, they deflect you with, like, you know, like Rome, they gave you the, uh, you know, Coliseum, right? Mm-hmm. They, they gave you parades. Yeah. So now you got all of these, uh, all, you got the Jerry Springer show and, the, and all of the porn and all of the butt-shaking videos online, mm-hmm. and they want you to watch that while they're doing all this other stuff on the other side. Right. So when you, when they and come. And to convince you you're the better person because you didn't uh, elect the evil orange man who wrote mean things on Twitter. Exactly. And they're good at that. Oh, yeah. They'll say, he's a racist, and then that is a, that's worse oh, than that's being the, a child molester. Oh, that's being a mic right? drop. Yeah. Yeah. Because right. you, can't, you can't disprove it. 
You can show all the great things you've done for black people and Asian people and Jewish people. Man, I, you can you can feed a million black children. You can open up black private schools. I mean, you can have black children. Right, and they right. will still call you a racist. That's right. You can, Donald Trump has Jewish grandchildren, and they call him an anti-Semite. That, he has a right. Jewish daughter, and they call him an anti-Semite. Right. So what can you do with that, right? Yeah. And so yeah. then black people will walk around and say, well, I can't vote for a racist. Oh, yeah, but you can vote for a mass murderer. Well, and that's my that's my thing. That's the argument that I've had with with uh, friends, and, and I do call them friends that we passionately disagree with uh, politically. You know, how can you you know how can how can you compromise to that level? We got to go to break. We'll come back. We'll continue this conversation, and I want to ask you about another. Uh, they're calling it a documentary. I would call it you know fiction, but. Uh, 1619 Project. Want to get your take on that when we return on The Morning Jam. Start your mornings on the right foot and listen to The Morning Jam. Start your mornings on the right foot and listen to The Morning Jam. Our text line is 434-248-0704. If you have a question for Vince Ellison, you can text it in. Uh, you can also call us 866-916-3776. Uh, Vince is the author of 25 Lies, The Iron Triangle. That was the first time I met Vince. And he has a new documentary called Will You Go to Hell for Me? And he doesn't mix any words about his thoughts on the Democratic Party uh, or the damage that they have done to America. We did a story yesterday where young people were talking about how um, they want their parents to understand that the America that they grew up with doesn't exist anymore. And I think they're right. In many cases, you and I were talking off the air about good Christian people that we know and love that no longer uh, feel like they can trust uh, regular churches anymore because of the very decisions that that you've been talking about this morning the compromises that have been made uh politically because they don't want to you know we i I spoke at a pro-life rally um uh, in november i guess it was they were turned down by four churches four churches would not because they didn't want to offend anybody in their congregation that is disgusting it's super disgusting because Jesus said you offend for his sake. We can't be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We have to speak it loudly. And as Christians walk around still being concerned about racism, as I've said, Jesus said you can't be concerned about how people feel about you. Think about what would have happened to Jesus Christ if he had walked around worried about how other people felt about him. Right. Could he have done anything? Could he have accomplished his mission? Yeah. No, you don't. That's their problem. You control well, and, and what the Bible you can even says, like me, you'll surely be despised. I mean, to Thank be you. despised is gain. Yeah, you know? so what they want you to do is tap dance with people that don't like the color of your skin. Mm-hmm. Walking around, quoting Martin Luther King Jr., please don't judge me by the color of my skin, right. but by the content of my character. If you don't like the color of my skin, that's your problem. Right. I've been instructed by God to love you. Right. Now, don't take my love for granted. If you put your hands on me, I got something back in that I'll, I'll, I'll turn into Jesus in the temple. Right. And I'll whoop you in the name of Jesus, right? Right. I got something that'll get you off my back. Jesus and my 38, all right? So don't take my love for granted. I love you. Right. But you're not going to harm me in any way. Christianity is not a religion of nonviolence. It is a religion of non-aggression. 
If me and this and a Christian man are walking down the street and we see a woman getting raped by another man, we're not going to sit there and say, well, we're Christians. We can't do nothing. Right. Or we're pull out grab, your phone and Yeah, and record. Yeah. We're going to grab the guy. We're going to whoop him till he stops fighting. We're not going to summarily execute him. Right. We're going to hold him for the police. When the police come, we're going to turn him over and we're going to testify at his trial. That's what Christian men do. Right. They're not nonviolent. They're non-aggressive. And so we've been told this lie through the civil rights movement that there's virtue in, 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 in crying because someone doesn't like the color of your skin or hating them right. because they don't like the color of your skin. No. Becoming a victim. As a Christian, you're supposed to love them. And you're supposed to do what God said do, irregardless of what they say. So they use racism. Well, he doesn't like you because you're black. My response is, I don't care. Will he get the job done? Right. He's a plumber. I need my pipes fixed. Right. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to pay him when he's finished. Will he do the job? He'll do the job. Let's get the job done. You liking me. I'm a grown man. I'm concerned about God and my wife liking me. Right. I don't care if my children don't like me. Uh, well, yeah. They're we going to do, do what I say. We do get to that point, don't I hope we? they love me. <laughs> right. But they're going to do what I say. So us walking around, stalking the white community, and that's what they told us to be. Look, one of the 11 groups of people that that, Jesus, that the our Bible tells us will not enter to the kingdom, you know, sodomites, um, uh, um, the effeminate, liars, adulterers, is also extortioners. Mm-hmm. The civil rights movement was filled with a group of extortioners. Give us what we want. Or we'll shut your business down. Yeah. Or we're going to pick it. Or we're going to burn up the town. That's extortion. And our Bible says they will not enter the kingdom. You do not win the hearts for Jesus Christ through threats and through extortion. You do it by letting your light shine. So men might see your good work and glorify the Father which is in heaven. I will not beg anyone to love me. Right. I will not beg you to, 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 to not judge me by the color of my skin. I love myself. God loves me. I love you. If you don't love me, that's your problem. And now we mine. have um, one of the things that I thought was interesting in the story in Atlanta was, you know, they were calling for people to riot, yes. to to um, thrash out against the, the police and, and to target the police. But now a lot of those people that were arrested were not black people. Mm-hmm, these course. are these are, are right. young people that look like they stepped out of Woodstock in 1960-something, uh, wearing their BLM shirts and r- wreaking havoc in these in these towns. I don't know what is going. I mean, I guess it's the they want to feel relevant. They want to feel like they're part of. You know, I want to be cool like everybody else. Is that what it is? I, I don't know what I it think is. It's just users. Um, they they they've always it's used popular the black, now. They, they've always used the black community for their political benefit. Whether it was um, you know slavery, even during the Civil War, they had them picking cotton in the cotton fields to support the Confederacy. And, what, and guess what? Most of them did it mm-hmm. um, during the Civil War. Uh, they said only about fifty thousand black people actually escaped to help the Union Army fight for freedom. Most of them stayed on the plantation, and when the slate, when when the war was over, they went back on the plantation. And in 1866, when they passed the Homestead Act, 160 acres, any able-bodied man that will go and and plow it, um, only 5,000 black families took advantage of it. These are the facts. You want to talk about your 40 acres and a mule? The United States of America offered you 160 acres and a mule, and and only 5,000 black families took advantage of it. Read your history. Understand the facts. The 1619 Project, all of this mess that's coming down down, down the pike is foolishness. We are free people. I am a free man. God gave me my freedom, not the government. These things used to be self-evident facts, but right. nothing now is self-evident. 
we thought it was self-evident that men didn't wear dresses, right? Not, no longer. <laughs> that you can castrate children, no longer. Yeah. But my freedom is a self-evident fact, and I give it up to no one. Well, the 1619 Project is, uh, of course, has gotten a lot of attention. This this person has won awards. It it absolutely blows my mind that it's gained as much traction as, as it has, uh, but it has. Uh, I'm hoping that your documentary is just going to blow the doors off. It's called Will You Go to Hell for Me? And um, you're uh, speaking a lot of, of truth, very difficult truth in the documentary. How do people get it? Tell them again. You can go to willyougotohellforme.com. Tucker Carlson said it was the best trailer he had ever seen. It has uh, almost 50,000 views on YouTube. Right now it's only been out for about a week. Uh, it has two, uh, over a um, quarter of a million views on Tucker Carlson's website. Mm-hmm. It, it, it will blow your mind. Look at this trailer. Understand that this documentary is calling us to account. And all Christians that know this, use this as a weapon to help save your brothers and sisters that don't know it. We need to start speaking again. People ask me about my bravery. I say, you think it's bravery because this is what we all should be doing. I'm not, I'm not a minister. I'm not a Republican. I right. am a Christian doing what, God, what Jesus said we're all supposed to evangelize. Right. We're all supposed to do it. That's right. But the left has made us all, has made many of us cowards. Where we will, where they put us in the closet and they've come out. Yeah, and just uncomfortable. Yes. Uh, everything makes people uncomfortable and it silences you. And we can't be silenced anymore. Well, I'm not going to ask for my freedom. I defy somebody to come and try to take it from me. Right, exactly. We're going to put a link up uh, to the Will You Go to hellforme.com so you'll be able to get a direct link there uh, Vince thank you so much for joining us this morning as always uh, you have a way of getting people fired up uh, Janet no thank you <laughs> uh, thank you for allowing me to come on the show well, people like you people like you make this possible because there's so few people out there that are willing to allow the truth to be told on air anymore because they don't want to they don't want to be disliked yes, everybody exactly. wants to be liked uh, you know what and, I'm, like I, I said again I want to please God Right. If 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 sinful man doesn't like me, you know that's their problem. I'm going to love them. You know what? And that's it's nothing, right. And there's nothing they can do about it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I need what he takes in the morning. Kill him, I feel like I kill could. Him with I kindness. could. I could do anything. Come in. Come in, in here. If I I take what he you takes. You could. Because uh, you, you see me come in. You just need. You just need to be around Vince a little bit. I. Uh, you I'm know, fired up. You need. A, you need a couple of shots of of. Vince E.E. <laughs> oh, you guys are so nice. I love everybody, and um, I hope everybody loves me. Please visit the website, y'all, and please uh, buy this uh, DVD or, or stream it. Yeah. Thank you so very much. And Thanks. it will also give um, it, it'll get more people to get involved in things like this. It will help them to be encouraged. I, I to do, do think like it that. will be empowering to people who know deep down inside, especially if you are a Christian, you've got that nudging inside you. You've got that Holy Spirit that tells you, what you need to do it's just the fleshing you makes it difficult and i get that and don't be afraid to tell the truth right don't be afraid to say that's right vince thanks for joining us guys we'll be back here on the virginia talk radio network it's time for your morning jam weather brought to you by wdbj7 I'm meteorologist Brent Watts. Rain likely through the first half of our Tuesday. Mostly cloudy this afternoon. Highs at 48. Chance of showers overnight. Lows at 35. We'll keep some rain around early Wednesday morning. Then mostly cloudy. Highs at 42. Lows at 33 Wednesday night with a few showers. Then we'll bring some more rain back in on Thursday. Highs at 45 degrees. Lows drop to the low 30s. 
And currently this morning, we have in the Lynchburg area, 49 degrees, 49 in Bedford, Roanoke, Salem, 48 in Danville, 48 in Appomattox, 47 in uh, Amherst, and uh, looks like some rain in parts of the listening area. Uh, I think those of you who sent kind words to uh, Vince and to Alexa, our guest earlier uh, this morning, uh, appreciate that. Vince is a—he's a ball of fire now. There is no no doubt about that. Love him or hate him, you don't have to wonder about where he stands. I did put a link to his new documentary up on our Facebook page, so you'll be able to get a direct link to that if uh, if you'd like to to take a look and reserve your copy. You'll be able to do that that way. Uh, Texas Governor Greg Abbott has been very busy. Uh, announcing yesterday the state's first-ever border czar to address the influx of migrants coming through the U.S.-Mexican border. Abbott tapped veteran Border Patrol agent Mike Banks to serve as special advisor on border matters to the governor in response to the Biden administration's handling of the border crisis, or not handling, depending on how you look at it. Uh, For nearly two years, the state of Texas has taken unprecedented historic action under Operation Lone Star in response to the Biden administration's refusal to secure our border, Abbott said in a news conference on the border wall construction site in San Benito, Texas. To continue doing what no other state in history of our country has done to secure the border, I have hired Mike Banks as the state of Texas' first ever border czar. As an award-winning Border Patrol agent with decades of federal law enforcement and border security experience, Mike is the perfect choice to oversee Texas' uh, fight against the surge of illegal immigration, lethal drugs, and deadly weapons flowing into our state and our nation. I have no doubt that Mike's strong record of leadership and wealth of expertise will provide Texans and Americans the level of border security expertise they deserve from a proper border czar. I mean, I I don't know what they're going to be able to do as an individual state, but I hope they're going to be making some, coming up with some solutions that maybe can be duplicated by other states. I hope. Um, The border czar would be expected to collaborate daily with DPS, TMD, and other state agencies, local officials, and Texas landowners in order to deter and prevent migrants from entering Texas illegally. I have to wonder if just by putting things in place, will that, um, will that deter some, some crossings? And it may. We're going to go to the phone lines now. No, we're not. Okay. Uh, our number, 866-916-3776. If you uh, want to give us a call, you can do that. Uh, Trey had to retire for a minute. So if you called, call back and... He's back in in studio now. It's been a wild day. It has been a little bit, a little bit crazy. So hopefully, this is going to make a difference in in Texas. Um, and McCraw said um, that there is no governor that has ever dedicated more time, energy, or effort in the terms of public safety, homeland security, and border security than. Governor Abbott has. I that's probably true. He has been that's been at the forefront for sure since Biden has been in place as president. Back to the phone lines now. Good morning. You're on the morning jam. 
page. And then I just want to give you a little thank you for having that guy on because most people are so weak now, they would not have that man on and they would be afraid. But you're not afraid to have him on. And, man, he was preaching so good, I thought I was going to have to pull my truck over and get out and <laughs> do a little jig, dance a jig. I mean, I haven't I haven't heard that kind of preaching, which I've, I've heard a lot of it lately. And I listened to the Jordan Peterson podcast yesterday with Joe Rogan. And, my gosh, man, these Jordan Peterson is basically saying the same thing. He don't care. If anybody attacks him or anything, he's going to do it. Well, the interesting thing is now, and, and these people aren't, you know, Vince isn't a preacher. He's just he's just a man trying to live live his life according to the way God's called him to live it. I mean, you know, and it's sad that people are afraid to 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 have people like Vince on. Um, and look, I, I get right. I get sometimes not nice things said about me and to me. And I have to be okay with that because... Well, and you got to get to the point, Janet, where you just don't care what other people think. And that's me. I don't really care. I'm not here to impress somebody. I'm going to say the truth. If God tells me to say the truth, I'm going to say it. I don't really care if you like me or not, like he said, you know. And Jordan Peterson basically said... Jordan Peterson was preaching on a Joe Rogan podcast on his latest uh, podcast there. And... and I was blown away. I was like, "What?" My uh, my daughter's and, uh, a huge fan of Jordan of Jordan Peterson, and and he he's, he's yeah, very good. Man, yeah, this man is really this man is really brave. Uh, uh, I mean, I was as a Christian, I I was like, "Wow!" I was blown away by this man, and everything everything he said was true. I mean, everything he said was true. I mean, Jordan Peterson was saying the same thing about these. These people, evil people, taking women's breasts off and everything, and just it's just pure evil. It has been. uh, Thank you, Alan, for calling in this morning. Okay, I appreciate it. Um, And yet, it has been such a regular part of what is being preached to us socially and through mainstream media and society that sometimes even good people start to second guess their their thoughts like well am i being hateful am i being a bad person you know obviously they're dealing with something uh some type of of issue in their life that they would want to do something so drastic i mean if we're not careful if we surround ourselves with those talking points that are basically going to take us away from what we know is right and what our gut tells us is right, and what our God tells us is right, um, eventually it will weaken your constitution. There's no doubt about that. And you start justifying compromises. And and we've seen that. I've seen that in my lifetime a lot. Uh, here's a story out of uh, Il- Illinois is in the news a lot today. Um, an Illinois school district worker, a food service director there, allegedly ordered 11,000 cases of chicken wings, which were picked up in a district cargo van during the pandemic. The school district, the official, has been arrested for stealing $1.5 million worth of food, mainly chicken wings, 
from the district during the COVID-19 pandemic. Now, first of all, did you, now you're a lot younger than I am, but do you ever remember getting chicken wings in school? No. No, of course you didn't. And I actually knew the lady who was in charge of like all and school like you lunches. Were in with the cafeteria Wait a minute, lady. Not just that. <laughs> for the entire county, I knew the lady who was in charge of like school lunches for the entire county. Mm-hmm. And no, they never there ordered no chicken. chicken wings. We went to church together, and I was like really good friends with her son. So and then, were you like, could you get me some chicken wings? And she's like, no, school, we don't do chicken wings. Honestly, high school had the best school. We had fries every day. We'd have on Tuesdays was the best day. It was Chick Fil A day. Okay. You get well, Chick-fil-A sandwiches had, on Tuesday. Well, you had a fancy uh, cafeteria. There was some Chick-fil-A. At, at our school, the I mean, day, I had the square pizza. I've been through all if those. If you had and, the square pizza and corn day, that was a good day uh, at, at our school. But there were no chicken wings, my square pizza, I can tell you. My square pizza was so fancy, it had cheese sticks. It had, like, two cheese sticks on the side. Of your pizza? Yeah, it was, like, stuffed crust ah, square pizza. Yeah, there was none of that. Ours was just old school probably what your people your age would call garbage pizza but we liked it so it's fine uh the associated press has reported that the 66 year old vera liddell was held in the cook county jail on a hundred and fifty thousand dollar bond she was employed by the harvey school district as the food service director the television station reviewed court documents that showed over 11,000 cases of chicken wings ordered and picked up in district cargo vans during the height of the pandemic. At that time, students were learning remotely, yet the district continued serving meals that parents could pick up. District funds were used to purchase the food, but the food was never provided to the students. When an audit was conducted, officials discovered they were $300,000 over its annual food service budget. And then the district's business manager discovered signed invoices for massive quantities of chicken wings, an item never served to students because they contained bones. Duh. They um, reported that 1,600 students are in the district. More than 80% identify as low income. I want to know what she was doing with the chicken wings. That's what I want to know. Was she selling them? To, I bet she was selling them to bars and restaurants. Although, it was during the pandemic. But I remember a chicken wing shortage. Like during the Super Bowl, they were talking about how there was a chicken wing sh- shortage. She was selling them. I know she was. Not nice. Very bad. There's no chicken wings on today's Five and Dime. But it is uh, interesting and a good one. It's time for Janet's Five and Dine on The Morning Jam. Give her five minutes and she'll give you some great inspiration for a delicious meal tonight. Five and Dine is brought to you by FNL Market. They're on Memorial Avenue in Lynchburg, cutting and grinding fresh meats every single day and working hard to keep their prices low so you can keep your food bill in check. Today's recipe is a great way to use leftover mashed potatoes. Honestly, that's why I, I usually make them because my husband would be very upset if I made mashed potatoes and then just used them in this way. So I'd have to make them one time, use them as something else, and use leftover mashed potatoes for this. So you can either make the mashed potatoes to make these ham cheese and mashed potato rolls, or you can uh, just use leftovers, and then it's a fantastic way to use a mashed potato leftover. Because basically what you're going to be doing is you're going to be mixing in some mozzarella cheese and some fresh parsley into your mashed potatoes, and then you're going to be taking 
those mashed potatoes and you're gonna take a piece of ham and you're gonna put a couple of tablespoons over into the ham. You're gonna make a little packet or a roll and then you're gonna make a batter that you're gonna dip the ham in Fry it up. I like to serve it with a little raspberry jam on the side. It tastes like a Monte Cristo to me, and it's super easy to do. The batter is an egg, some all-purpose flour, a little bit of salt, olive oil, and milk. But you do, you take the mashed potato, you roll it up in the, the ham slice, and then you dip it in the batter and you fry it and then serve it up as a yummy sandwich. It's so good. Check out the recipe by going to Facebook. Type in Janet's Five and Dine. You'll find this recipe and all the recipes that we share brought to you by F&L Market, where their meats are cut above. Before you fire up the coffee maker, turn on the morning jam. The morning jam. And we welcome you to the Morning Jam this morning. Thanks so much for joining us. It has been a busy, busy morning. It's been like Grand Central in here um, between people rolling through and uh, and the satellites behaving badly. <laughs> Other than that, everything's been fine. Finally, well, and the backup not working for CBS News. Yeah, so there's that. So I figure, I, I think there'll be CBS News at 9 o'clock. Ah, Fingers crossed. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs going to be facing each other at the Super Bowl for the first time ever. But there is another notable first. Donna Kelsey, or is it Kels? Kelsey. Kelsey will be the first mom to have two sons play against each other in the Super Bowl, according to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Her sons, Jason and Travis, are both big players for their respective teams, but they won't be directly facing off as they both play uh, offense. One's a center and one's a tight end. So after both sons won their respective conference championships, sending them to this year's Super Bowl, she tweeted, hashtag Heights Highland and UC Bearcat Super Bowl. It's a reference to both of her sons attending the University of Cincinnati and Cleveland Heights High School uh, both sons are celebrated and integral parts of their respective teams. This would be this, I guess. And the crazy part is they're both so like you know the man you root for uh, as both, a mom. Mm. Her so like like the Mannings both like you know all really good. Like both these guys are like the best at their position in the NFL. Like the best tight end is Travis, and the well, best center is Jason. Some genetics going on there. So. But it's uh it's pretty interesting to see. But uh yeah, it's gonna be a fun matchup. I guess she's gonna look at it this way, that, like you know she can't lose because she's got she's got a son, you know, on both teams. Says uh, when talking about facing off against his brother, Travis said, "My mom can't lose," but it appears she may not feel that way. Um, she said, it's your hopes and dreams coming true, but it's your worst fears. She said, somebody's got to go home a loser, and none of them. Neither of them lose very well. So Travis and Jason have a podcast, and on the podcast, Jason's mentioned how his his mom is the his mom's favorite is Jason right now because Jason has the grandkids. Ah, well, she's she's not picking sides, at least not publicly. Good morning, you're on the morning jam. Hi. Good morning, Janet. It's Todd. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? It sounds like you and Trey are full energy this morning after Shoot. the gentleman spoke earlier. So. Yeah, he was on fire now. He, he was. Hey, listen, uh, I didn't buy those chicken wings from that lady. I just wanted to <laughs> give you a heads up, okay? Just going on the record. Although, you do have amazing chicken wings because you've got those yes. that you keep in your freezer section. They're like all dressed yes. and ready to go. 
Well, we have purchased for this past week, which is because of Super Bowl and, you know, we've right. Valentine's. We've got a lot of holidays coming. Yeah. We've purchased probably 3,000 pounds of chicken wings. So, <laughs> well, uh, that's probably we'll, a wise we'll, thing. Yeah, so we'll be ready for everybody for come Super Bowl time. So you'll probably want to work on that on five and dime next week. So yeah, we're we'll... we're definitely going to be putting together some <laughs> some five and dime Super Bowl menus. I do that every year. Yeah, I know you do, and uh, <laughs> it's going to be a price that no one has seen in years. It's going to break in our ad. So uh, nice on chicken wings. So All right. uh, next Wednesday, and you promised so, you um, didn't buy them from the lady in Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did not Good buy to know. from Illinois. These she... are these are southern based chickens. I can promise you. All these right. <laughs> Good to know. Thanks for calling. Do you got any in. of those sea seeds too? <laughs> those sea seeds. That's right. Oh Lord, fun with chickens on the morning jam. It's a uh, good stuff. So you had played an interview, a football interview that Jan- I actually I know. could relate to. Janet, I have met the football. Pl- I think your new favorite football player. Okay, all right. So all right. This and is, he's playing in the Super Bowl. This is Eagles offensive lineman Jordan Mangalata, who's from Australia, mate. Okay. If I unmute the video, you first hear of the Super Bowl, and now you're going to be playing in it. I uh, first heard of the Super Bowl when uh, Beyonce was performing at halftime show. Um, so shout out to uh, Beyonce. Um, and that's about it, man. I, don't, I can't remember how long ago that was, but uh, that's probably the first time I heard about a Super Bowl. But now you get Rihanna. And now we get Rihanna. So, yeah, this is going to be awesome. Pretty amazing. Although, although he's like, but Beyonce. Just yeah. saying. But there may be a reason why so he's into these he, singers because he's a singer. He is. He was on The Masked Singer, and this is his, one of his performances. Okay. I found a girl. Oh Lord. Beautiful and sweet. Mm. And this guy's like three over three hundred pounds. Well, he wears it well. Someone waiting for me. Cause we were just kids when we fell in love. Not knowing what it was. Wow. A 300-pound football player wearing a Lilo and Stitch outfit is what it looks like to me. Yeah, I mean, oh, he's such a good singer. So your new favorite player, Jordan Melata. He was. Oh, I gotta write that down. He was from Australia. He played rugby, and then he transitioned to football. And like this, the, you know, he never played football in his life. So the only football he's played is in the NFL. And he's an elite <laughs> offensive. He's an and elite he did, left and he tackle. He didn't even care. He was the only reason he knew about the Super Bowl was because of Beyonce. Like, he I plays love it. the maybe the most important position in football, which is left tackle, because you're the quarterback's. You protect the quarterback's blind See, side. I love him because he seems to be very oh, unpretentious. He's, he's hilarious. Uh, he was part of the Christmas album. I was telling. I you about. shall be making a uh, a menu item for my Super Bowl menu with Jordan Malata in mind. I don't know what I'm going to call it. Maybe a mulata colada. I don't know, but something. Hey. He's my new favorite. You got two really good cities to do food with. I mean. Uh, that's true. This is Kansas true. City, Philadelphia. You, know, you can't you can't go wrong I mean, with some Kansas City barbecue. Which was delicious. Yeah. And a Philly cheesesteak. And, and some Philly cheesesteak. Although, then you got to bake out the cheese whiz, which I'm a little weird about. That's okay. Um, Valentine's Day is coming up, guys. And an obscure act of love or pettiness is returning to zoos near you. Several zoos are offering the opportunity to name a cockroach as a Valentine gift. This is very, I won't tell you how I know, but this is very healing. You might want to do this. Um, 
couples are naming roaches after their significant others or their exes. And then you can. I then want they, to kill it. And so. then they. No, they feed it to. They feed it to the lizards. Oh. So they name it and then it dies because it gets fed to a lizard. Yeah, I might do that. It's great. I, I'm petty. The bro. The bro. And unapologetic about well, it. Well, I've been very petty of late towards that relationship because i've been moving out of the apartment that that so person wanted so it, it felt good to get a, i think i i've done a lot like you've done granted, a lot of healing granted if if you knew the inside my pettiness is like nothing compared to what she has done true so i think you should name a cockroach after bronx zoo is offering uh the roach packages starting at just 15 dollars. i think it'd be worth it it's value yeah and uh and then you can like Happy, send them a little thing saying, oh, I named a, a roach after you. Here's your certificate. It's going to get eaten on Valentine's Day. Enjoy. Roses are red. Violets are blue. Is there something in your life that's bugging you? Give them goosebumps by naming a cockroach in honor of Valentine's Day. Just saying. If you want to catch the Vince Ellison interview in its entirety, it'll be up this afternoon on SoundCloud, and you'll be able to catch that. You want to see the documentary link and get signed up for that for when it uh, lands in February, you can do that through our Facebook page. Lots of things to take in in today's show. Hope you were able to catch it all. If not, SoundCloud's there for you. Thanks. Hope you have a great day. See you tomorrow. We'll spend Wednesday together on The Morning Jam. You're listening to the Virginia Talk Radio Network, 100.9 WIQO Forest and 106.3 WMNA-FM Greta Danville.